welcome to Step Up Nigeria's podcast. Step Up Nigeria's podcast is an initiative built to create awareness of governance issues that highlights the cost of corruption and its impact on service delivery. It is also aimed at promoting values that will help build a society with people of integrity and provide solutions to service delivery challenges faced by everyday Nigerians. My name is Joseph Chimemeze Akujubi and today with me is... My name is Godfrey uh, Ikatsu. Thank you for having me. It's really exciting to be here. And... Uh, Okay, my name is Faith James, and um, it's good to be here as well. Oh, very well. Thank you guys for joining me. We will be basically taking um, stock of what 2023 was like for Step Up Nigeria and the entire team. And um, we have Godfrey here and Faith to do justice to this conversation. And not to waste too much time, Godfrey, like I said earlier, we're covering 2023, what the year was like, how our initiatives were able to impact lives and, you know, bring change and improve um, service delivery. So, Godfrey, can you just please, you know, give us a breakdown of your role at Step Up and, you know, what you generally do for Step Up Nigeria? Okay, thank you again, Joseph. Uh, so, my name is Godfrey. I am, I am the data analyst and the programs are associates on, on the team. I am also part of a monitoring and evaluation team uh, here at Step Up Nigeria. Uh, my role as a data analyst um, really involves dealing with all the data that we have and how those data tell stories. Uh, the stories of impact, the stories of change. It is my job to extract those information and you know, present them in a way that we can gain valuable insights from. Insights that have been used to infer decision making, insights that have been used to to really just influence how we do things, our processes and um, within the organization. Oh, thank you very much. Oh, thank you very much, Godfrey. Faith, so to you, just give us a lowdown of what you do at Step Up. Um, okay, thank you very much. Um, again, my name is Faith and um, I'm a junior program associate and the teacher's training program coordinator. So as a, as a junior program associate, I support program implementations across our various um, initiatives that's the Catch Them Young initiative and the Citizen Watchdog. So basically what um, I do at Step Up is to, it's really about the field work, yeah. going out there to engage the children, um, going out there to engage um, parents, um, teachers, and then for the Citizen Watchdog initiative, going to marginalized communities to sort of sensitize them on the negative impact of corruption and how we can, you know, inspire behavioral change and for the teacher training um, program role I sort of coordinate um, the process where teachers are being trained on you know um, creative approaches to teach anti-corruption education in your schools. Oh yeah. good 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 that's a good one. Um, so Faith I'll start with you. Uh, in your role as a junior programs associate and um, with all of the initiatives you've been part of um, in the year 2023, yeah. what would you say are your key achievements? What, what are those things that you would say these qualities or these features, these achievements actually stand out and they, that has made 2023 successful for me? Okay, for me, I think I like to be biased. <laughs> so I'm going to start with what I, I do at Step Up that um, being the teacher's training program coordinator. So it's we've really achieved a lot on that intervention area. So this year we had a target to train 300 teachers and then we've been able to train more than 300 teachers and this has caught um, across various states in Nigeria, um, across our 
core project states, um, FCT, Lagos, Nassau, and they even extended it to your rivers, um, Ekiti, and the rest of them. And then another thing that stands out for me is that these teachers that we've trained have begun integrating these approaches um, in their school. So prior to um, having our ACS Awards, that's the Dental Corporation Star Awards event, would usually conduct a monitoring and evaluation process. And then um, having to call these teachers, we've seen them do amazing work um, with what it is we train them on. So we've seen teachers who have had clubs in their school, which wasn't there. And then we've seen these clubs go ahead to do amazing things. And um, we even had one of them, Lois Zandi, who won um, an award during the event ceremony. And it really been good. And the second thing for me would be the First Time Voters Integrity Initiative. Yeah. Um, I think one story that resonates with me, uh, being a female, is the fact that having engaged a particular community in um, Nasarawa State, we saw women who were sort of marginalized from voting actually learn from us and then they have been able to vote. Like that empowerment is something that really stands out for me. So those would be uh, my top two achievements. Um, Oh, that, that's, that's good. That's yeah. really good work. That's really good work. Godfrey, in your own words, how would you describe your achievements? Um, okay, so um, uh, 2023 has been a very interesting year, um, both as an individual and what we have done here at uh, Step Up. 2023 has been phenomenal year. Um, we, we turned five in 2023. Um, so, I mean, this is our fifth year of impact and making positive change. Uh, so, it's really exciting. And um, we, we, we produced a report, um, an anti-corruption report that was launched during uh, the anniversary that captured all the journeys that we have done in the last five years, the impacts and the stories. And my role as a data analyst, you know, it was really key to extract this, this information and present them in a way that uh, people can actually gain valuable insights from and, and learn. Um, but then again, in terms of uh, the work that we do here at Step Up, um, Faith was talking about the First Time Voters Initiative. And, and this is the first time that Step Up has branched to um, youth engagement and you know, the whole electoral integrity through the First Time Voters um, Integrity Initiative. So it was really exciting project. Um, before now, in the previous years, we have focused more on on children using behavioral change approach, which has been very, very effective. And you know, the the, the, the direction of the organization kind of um, is broadening to now capture youth's involvement, electoral integrity, and you know, and it, it's really, really, really been interesting. Um, the, the project was implemented in, in two states with really amazing uh, results. Yeah, so yeah let me quiz you more on that point. The engagement of you know Nigerian youth during the through the first time voters initiative. Yeah. Uh, during the ACS Awards we saw a couple of people win um, awards, you know, from community champions to those who were actually advocating for um, transparency in the electoral process and the fact that their representatives must deliver on promises. You know, would you would you also include that as you know your success story in the fact that now youth are getting involved and you know they are joining this conversation in terms of service delivery and demanding for uh, public goods? Absolutely, absolutely. Now, um, one of the things that Faith was, was talking about, uh, which was a very exciting point, was that more women in certain communities got the opportunity to vote for the first time. Uh, a lot of Nigerians, especially young people that had given up on, on the electoral process, they believed that their votes don't count. 
through this First Time Voters Integrity Initiative, most of them came out to vote. Most of them are now using the, the knowledge to advocate for positive change in their communities. They now have the, the confidence to engage politicians, to speak with them and demand service delivery issues. This is like a core of um, what the project was about. Um, another very interesting aspect was the fellowship program, mm -hmm. um, where these um, community leaders, youth leaders in their communities were part of the uh, First Time Voters Initiative, Integrity Initiative fellowship program. And these fellows went back into their communities, engaged community leaders, engaged politicians and elected um, public office holders to demand for um, service delivery issues, to demand for projects. We have stories of um, communities where there was no um, culvert and roads that they have advocated for and those things were provided. And you know, there are stories of communities where they engaged their representatives and you know, they, they provided things like transformers, boreholes and all that. Those are the exciting things about this project. Wow, that's that's really beautiful. That's really beautiful. And then um, Faith, I, I I want to come to something more challenging. You know, definitely with all of these successes you have had in 2023, there are certain challenges that you also encountered during the year. Would you like to share a few with us? Um, yeah, there were um, definitely lots of challenges. And um, I think I'd like to still um, dwell more on the first time with this integrity okay. initiative. Because um, we know that one of the drivers of corruption, I'd say it's poverty. We, we really saw this in play out in electoral malpractices where we're dealing with marginalized communities. So there is always that tendency, right, for them to always want to get something because they don't even have it in the first instance. So having to sort of break that dynamic, so to say, it was really hard because we had stories, um, we had observers during the election. So we had people who, even um, after we had sort of sensitized them, most of their community members still got stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's, it felt like our work wasn't effective, but it was, but that was really a challenge. And then we also had a low literacy level. So having to um, get, and I think Godfrey will talk more about that, um, having to you know get our data to sort of measure the impact of our work, it was really hard because these people don't speak English language. So we had to do lots of things, uh, go lots of ways just to evaluate them and get a um, result to sort of um, to measure the impact of the work that we did with them. So oh. those two really are. So that's really that's that's really good. For me now, this is more a personal approach, I would say. Uh, personally, as an individual, in your line of work and what you do at um, Step Up Nigeria, have you encountered personal challenges on the job? Absolutely. Um, like, like Faith was um, trying to put. Uh, so, my work as a data analyst, um, you, you, the quality of data that you get um, is very important. And here at Step Up Nigeria, we're very particular about we don't alter data, we don't, we, we as it is, that's what we do. And um, with the low literacy levels, because the one of the projects entailed that we went to this rural communities and you know engaged with them and some of them couldn't read and write and so it was very difficult for them to to, to for us to capture the level of impact and you know how much they they have been changed as a result of our project so that was that was a bit uh, difficult for me um, but then again another personal challenge and, and this is not 
particular to me. I, I think that it's something that everybody as a Nigerian right now has, has experienced, which is a, a rate of inflation and the fact that a lot of things has happened in the last couple of months. The cost of, of everything has doubled or tripled. Um, so it, it's really been difficult. And, and this is where organizations like Step Up have been a shining light, you know, introducing um, four-day work in schedule and, and you know a hybrid system to just make cushion, cushion effect, effect yeah. of, of these um, economic realities on, on staff members. But aside that, there have been a little here and there, but we have been able to weather it and now we're at the, uh, we're at the end of the road for the year. So yeah, it's exciting. Okay, great. Now, going back to the first time voters initiative, you know, you, you made mention of the high rate of inflation and I would want to say, I, I think you'd agree with me that since the beginning of the year, we've actually experienced inflation. Mm -hmm. The price of things have skyrocketed since January till date and, you know, would you say, you know, in your, in your encounter and engagement with some of the people you encountered and you engaged during the first time voters initiative, would you say you encountered some form of vote buying and vote selling and this this is the angle i'm coming from you know when like faith mentioned poverty is one very key challenge we faced in the year especially during the first time voters initiative right now would you say because of poverty when representatives or government uh, people running for government offices come to these locals and tell them i would give you this i'll give you this i'll give you this and just vote me and this will continue these gifts will continue would you say that is a form of vote buying? Let me, let me start with you. Let me get your thoughts on that. Literally, it is vote buying because if you're giving me something um, to get something in return, and then I feel like the context matters. So it's not just you um, coming and then giving me something. If you're giving me something when it's not election period, then definitely it will change. But you know it is election period, and then you know that there would sort of be that implicit bias to sort of like um, vote for you because, because you're giving you something. something. Yeah. So definitely, I feel even if we don't want to be direct, it is vote buying. It is it it is vote buying. And um, okay, so I think when we were speaking with Godfrey about what it is I mentioned, I also remembered a significant story of an Amal Jury Center um, where we had also sensitized them on this. And then it was really also during the election period. And then they had representatives who were sort of wanting them to, you know, vote for them, come there. And then they gave them stuffs and they rejected it, right? Mm -hmm. So these are people who are marginalized. Mm -hmm. These are people who are vulnerable. Mm -hmm. But they know that it is not the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. So even if it is they needed it so bad, mm -hmm. they still rejected it. So I feel like it is vote buying. And then there are still people who have the integrity to, you know, Rejected. But to make this conversation a bit interesting, now, now Godfrey, I'm directing this question to you. Now, would you say it's vote buying or this individual just enjoying the dividends of democracy? Because basically, the dividends of democracy is to enjoy, you know, delivery of service goods, right? Public goods, right? Now, if this representative is saying, oh, listen, I'm going to give you this, I'm going to give you this, I just want to do it out of the good. Uh, goodness of my heart and I hope in return you vote for me but that's not why I'm here I just want to you know show some level of kindness to my community to my constituents would you say that is vote buying or these individuals enjoying the dividends of democracy 
Okay, so that's a very interesting angle to look at it. So first of all, elected political office holders are saddled with one responsibility, which is service delivery. Mm -hmm. And your role in whatever, whatever capacity. Now, most Nigerians have to understand uh, a state governor is, is saddled with the responsibility of developing the state. But the House of Assembly member or House of Representative member is not, that is not really his job. His job is to make laws and to appropriate and all those other angles. But then you have four years to do whatever impact, whatever development that you can do. But in a situation where you neglect all the four years and then you come back um, a week, a month, or two months, or three months, or six months to the election, and then it is the sole reason why you're doing what you're doing at this point is because you want to be voted again. Those are the issues. And that is the difference between um, dividends of democracy. That is not dividends of democracy. There, there have been incidences where these politicians go to election venues, give people cups of rice, give people um, salts and, and, and tomatoes and all that just to get them to vote for them. Those are clearly those, the aim of those activities was to induce the, the, the voting decisions of because they pry on the poverty and the lack of the average um, person, especially in these local communities. So they know what that you don't have. Yeah. And for you, a thousand naira could be a big deal. Yeah. But, but one thing that we're very excited about, especially for this project, is people started seeing beyond those monetary gains. Uh, and there were, there were most communities, they, they portrayed this picture. They said, imagine how the biggest amount a politician can give you for, for your vote, for instance and you come up with an amount, they say, okay, divide that by four years. And then you begin to see that this is what you are mortgaging your future on for. So imagine they come to a community and give you a, a thousand naira to get your vote. You do a thousand naira by four years, that's two, 250 naira in a year. And so those are the issues. So most politicians, and what we have tried to advocate with the First Time Voters Integrity Initiative, we have made this um, community individuals, these young people in their communities. Now when they interact with, with politicians, it's no longer on the basis of um, what would you do, what they tell them the problems that the communities are facing. If you can meet these problems, it is still not a guarantee that we're going to vote for you because you're doing what you're supposed to do in the first place. Yeah. So these communities, like the, the, the story in Nasara where the Sonke Borho, these are responsibilities that you should be doing on your own. But now they come to you and say, this is what we desire in this community and most of the politicians are now learning because they know that if you fail you can't go back go back yeah you know so yeah well that's beautiful um quick one now for for all of the successes and challenges we have experienced you know at step up nigeria mm -hmm. and what other ways or what other measures would you suggest to increase the or amplify the anti-corruption message to to send out this message to cover a broader range of demography of people who may not be, you know, very conversant with the conversation of anti-corruption. So, what would be your suggestion to amplify the anti-corruption message? How would you say this, this, this measure should be put in place to better improve the anti-corruption messages? Um, okay, so um, first, I'd say we are already doing um, something around the um, behavioral change um, approach where. We use our um, various tools to sort of, you know, inspire behavioral change in um, Buddha 
since we um, engaged. So we had, um, I think, one of our virtual realities, Abike Story, where these guys saw themselves as Abike, and then they saw the negative effect of them getting um, something from um, a politician, Shana. so to say. So they saw that effect. And I think another approach that we can use, which we are sort of building as the problem in Nigeria, is um, social sanctions. So I feel like if we spread um, the messaging around social sanctions more, people would understand more the negative impact of corruption and then they would start acting better. So for instance, an elected representative loots money and then he comes and you know starts sharing in his community. We are sort of disposed to you know get this money and praise him. But when people begin to know what social sanctions are and then know that, okay, this is wrong. So when this money is being brought, they sort of rebuke him. It mm. would deter him from doing that. So I feel like social sanctions is the way to go. We've tried legal um, sanctions and all, and then we've seen how it's not so effective in Nigeria. So I believe that one of the ways that we can you know, improve this is by um, sensitizing people on the need to start sanctioning people socially like amongst themselves so godfrey same question how do you think we can amplify the anti-corruption message um, we have to actually give um, step of nigeria a, a whole lot of um, part of the bag um, step of nigeria seem you know cor corruption is a cancer that does not discriminate it's at every level and you know step of nigeria started with the behavioral change approach you know with children school children you know we've done over fifty thousand. Um, children that we've engaged in the last couple of years. But then we realized, in through, well, through most of our uh, learning sessions, and then we realized that while we are focusing on, on the children alone, there's, there's a whole community that, that thrives, uh, that lets corruption thrive. And you know, we got a lot of feedback, and then we initiated the Parents Anti-Corruption Champions Award, because when, when you teach children, they go back home, and so you look at what are their parents teaching them? So we wanted to engage those stakeholders as well. So we got that through that and that. We also have a program like she had, you know, she's a coordinator for the teachers training. We also want to have teachers because they are part of their stakeholders in this. If what they are teaching the children, are they living exemplary lives? Are they teaching them about integrity and some of these moral values? And then now we have a program for public office holders and educational stakeholders and all that. So CEPOP is doing a whole lot to, to make sure that all the stakeholders involved are all getting something because that's the only way that you can kill this monster called corruption. It has to be a collective effort from everybody. And you know, in the last year we, we ventured into communities and you know tried to also focus on these communities, let them understand their their role. Mm. Because we are the ones that we enable corruption. Yeah. You know, we are enablers of corru corruption. And like Faith rightly said, you know, when you consider the social sanction aspect, it's one of the things that can save us. If you, if you look at it, because if a politician steals huge sums of money, they give him a, 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 a slap on the wrist, uh, maybe he loses a few millions, he comes home, and then there's a big party. His, his community throws him a big party, mm -hmm. give him chieftaincy titles, titles, and mm -hmm. you know, all that. If we have the mindset of the Asians and all the other people where they frown at this, 
you as a politician, you will not even be comfortable going to your community because they are the first ones to reject you. And you know, when you pass, they stone your convoy and all that, and that alone can be a deterrent. Yeah. You know, so um, with all these measures put in place, Step Up Nigeria is doing a whole lot um, to get all stakeholders um, on the same page. That's really good. That's really good. So, Faith, as we you know begin to wrap up, um, how do you describe twenty twenty three? In your words, how would you describe 2023? Uh, interesting. So I'd say that 2023 was such a challenging year. It was really challenging in the sense that, okay, we secured um, the first time voter integrity initiative project um, this year. And then we also had the anti-corruption um, for social change project. So having to, um, you know, huddle both of them, it was um, really something. I mean, I mean, Team members can attest to it. It was really um, straining. But um, looking through to see um, the results and the impact that we have gotten, it, it's, it's really encouraging. So to say, well, it was really a challenging year and um, also really exciting. We had lots of work to do, challenging, and then we saw lots of results, which made it um, really exciting. exciting. Yeah. So, Godfrey. How did this come 2023? Well, 2023 um, has been, well, for lack of a better word, exciting. I mean, it's been a, a roller coaster. Um, but one thing that 2023 has taught us is uh, that we, we, there's more. We can do more than you know what we, we think we can. With all the challenges that the year had thrown at us in terms of everything happening in the country, somehow we still found ways to still get the job done, surpass targets. In fact, we did a whole lot more than what was expected of us this year. We, we overshot our targets, we met a lot more, um, we, we impacted more lives than we were, were uh, required. So 2023 for us has been a good learning point. We, we learned the boundaries of our own strengths and we actually pushed those boundaries in terms of the results that we have gotten this year. So, it's an exciting year for us. So what should we expect from the Step Up Nigeria team in 2024? What are we um, to expect? What should we look out for? Uh, you know, are there new ventures Step Up Nigeria is going to venture into? Are there new advocacies coming out from, um, coming from Step Up Nigeria? You know, basically, what do you think 2024 would look like for Step Up Nigeria? Well, there's, a, there's an upward trajectory in terms of um, what Step Up Nigeria is doing. There's going to be a lot of expansion in terms of the scope of work. Um, we're still going to maintain the core, which is integrity and you know, trying to get people to shun doing the wrong things and you know, rewarding good behaviours and all that. So there's going to be a lot of um, expansions, even including the uh, area of work, um, state coverage and all that. Step Up Nigeria is gearing up to to do a whole lot in the, in 2024 in terms of um, the number of people, number of um, people that we engage, and yeah. even in, in the number of states that we work in, uh, there's going to be a whole lot of um, uh, expansion and growth in the team. Yeah. That's really good. Uh, Faith? Um, okay, so for the um, next year, I mean, as Godfrey said, we'll be expanding, taking up new projects, um, and then I think in 2024, we'll be leveraging um, technology in um, most of our work um, across various intervention areas. We'll really be leveraging technology to uh, sort of see how it works. So, yeah, excellent. 
Well, um, thank you very much, Godfrey. Thank you very much, Faith. Um, it's been a pleasure having you on our podcast today. Um, my name remains Joseph Chimemeza Kujubi. I would want to encourage everybody, every step, every chance you get to fight corruption is worth it. A life, a country, a nation, a society, a community free from corruption is worth fighting for. And always remember, fighting corruption is everybody's business. Um, thank you once again, Godfrey, and thank you once again, Faith, for joining us. Um, you can listen to our podcast on Spotify. You can follow us on our social media platforms. On Instagram, it is stepup underscore Nigeria. On X, formerly Twitter, it is Step Up Nigeria. On Facebook, it is Step Up Nigeria. On um, YouTube, it is Step Up TV. I remind you, Sefchi Memez Akujubi. Thank you very much for joining us. Enjoy.